Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone, welcome to another video from Fantasy Football Scout. I am joined by Sam, who's got, I'd say, 40% of her voice for this, uh, for this Q&A, but she's soldiering on to get it done. How are you, Sam? I'm all right. We're going to have to use my voice very, very wisely today and hope for the best. <laughs> God, well, you're the one that carries us through these. So, yeah, <laughs> I don't know, don't know how this is, this is uh, going to work, but yeah, it's all the shouting you did at the Content Awards, right? You were just you were screaming, so. cheering, going absolutely crazy. So yeah, I'm not too surprised. I was basically a nightmare, wasn't I? Is what you're trying to say? <laughs> yeah, as, as, it's all those as birthday celebrations. It's just <laughs> <laughs> bless. Uh, right, we've got loads of questions uh, to get through. Uh, nothing really happened last night, luckily in the Champions League. So it's not like we've got any questions relating to to those. Nothing important. So yeah, it should be a fairly uh, standard one, which obviously we've done loads of prep for, uh, as always. Uh, just before we get into that, I just want to talk about so rare. So, so, so Rare has partnered with Scout uh, this year. If you haven't heard of So Rare, uh, it's uh, a way of building a, a squad of players, uh, collecting sort of uh, collectible cards on the blockchain, uh, which means they are kind of uh, unique to you, or there's only a certain amount of cards in existence. And you can enter tournaments and compete against other people, win rarer cards, and so on and so on. Uh, the good thing is Scout have got a, a free-to-play tournament with So Rare, so you can learn all the basics of it. There's a link in the description, and you can play with kind of all the cards in existence and pick the cards, you know, pick the players that you think are going to do well. Uh, so Chelsea, obviously, are a good shout, although Lukaku is uh, not fit, we don't think, which we'll be talking about, obviously, in this video. Um, but yeah, give it give it a go. Uh, so Rare are giving away prizes in this free tournament. Uh, you know, these cards are actually worth quite a bit of money. Uh, Vinicius Jr. went a few weeks ago, 600 euros. Neville Fekir, 400 euros. Uh, Terra Moffi, 175 euros. And there's other cards to come. So there's no reason not to play. If you're interested at all in the kind of FIFA Ultimate Team style with cards worth real money, then I really suggest you, you get involved and, and give the Academy uh, a chance. I'm playing it and it's a lot of fun. I haven't won a card yet, but I'm sure I will uh, at some point. Uh, right, let's talk Q&A then. Uh, I mean, we might as well just just go straight into, you know, the, the main thing that people want to know about. Uh, a, just one more thing. Matt Kent, RMSND, 1986. Uh, Lukaku. 
Lukaku replacements. And it's not something we thought we'd have to be talking about, was it, Sam? No, worst moment ever, isn't it? Like the fixture against Norwich on the weekend. It's kind of like the perfect moment to have Lukaku in your team. Even with the form the way that it was, still definitely in that conversation about captaincy. And then last night happens and suddenly we were all going, well, that free transfer that I was going to spend doing something fun is now going to be spent fixing a massive premium problem. I mean, for me, Lukaku's been an absolute nightmare. I brought him in on my wildcard all those weeks ago for this fixture run, including those couple of games against Spurs, where he had really difficult fixtures, but I was like, well, could easily get something out of those. He's returned nothing, not Mm. one return in the whole time I've owned him. And now I've got to sell him because he's injured. Yeah. And and it's one of those ones where... I'm, I'm, obviously, we never like injuries. Injuries are rubbish and, you know, wish Lukaku a speedy recovery with his ankle and all that kind of stuff. Purely from an FPL point of view, sometimes when a premium player or a heavily owned player, heavily backed captain player gets injured, you can see it as a bit of an opportunity to bring someone else in and, and move your team around. You know, you'll catch people out who maybe aren't missed deadlines and all that kind of stuff. But there was already this big debate between Lukaku and Salah anyway, which I don't think any of us were considering a few weeks ago. We all thought it would be Lukaku now but now everyone's just going to move to to Salah obviously the question is what do we do with with Lukaku and instead of seeing it as an opportunity I'm just looking at it and and thinking well for the majority of people I think it's going to be Vardy or Kane right that's that's just that's just where people are going to move if you've got money in the bank you probably go for Kane if you don't you go for Vardy are you sort of in that camp yeah I mean for me it is kind of an opportunity isn't it because in a couple of weeks time I was going to look to do the Kane move anyway, mm. because the Spurs fixtures are nice from like game week 12. And with Lukaku's form the way that it's been, I was like, well, that, that will happen in a couple of weeks anyway. So actually for me last night, I was actually in a meeting last night and I came out, got home and Lee went, did you see what happened to Lukaku? And I was like, <laughs> no, what happened to Lukaku? Um, and my first reaction was, well, that just means I'll go Kane now then. There is a conversation to be had around Vardy, though, because his form is phenomenal mm. and fixtures are nice. So definitely, I think he's got potential, too. So there is a debate there, but there's also the cheaper options that we shouldn't overlook. Just because we've got 11.7 million doesn't mean we should rule out, say, Ivan Tony, who's got nice fixtures or one of those kind of cheaper options and just have some money in the bank and use it. You yeah, a lot of money, a lot of money. But you'd, you'd probably be going with about five million in the bank if you moved to to Tony. But I mean, yeah. that that would let you strength, it would let you move up to a Son or a, a De Bruyne. Yeah. I mean, another question we had uh, from Basil nineteen seventy seven was: Are premium midfielders being overlooked? Because we've got Son, we've got Mane, Fernandez potentially. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, Ronaldo's kind of proved again; he's kind of the main man there. But uh, he's he's been doing quite well. De Bruyne as well. Yeah, you know, scored, scored and De Bruyne again. was. He was one that we were all avoiding, not because we wanted to avoid him, but because how do you budget for him? Mm. You know, when you're at a point where you've got Ronaldo or Lukaku and you've got Salah and you've probably also got Trent, you're at a place where you were really priced out of owning players like KDB. But now, if you're prepared to take your Lukaku pick down to maybe Vardy might be enough to get to some, but to Tony or someone in that bracket and suddenly you've got KDB money. So maybe actually this is an opportunity to differentiate your team a little bit and have some differential premium picks, which who are never differential, but this season they are because of the way the budgets have gone. Well, I mean, Kane is, is falls into that bracket nicely, right? 5% owned. I couldn't believe it when I saw his ownership on, um, yeah. on, on, on the site. I mean, when, when the news broke, there was probably about five or six people. Well, I, was, I was doing Black Box last night. About five or six people straight away said, Sam's getting Kane. Yeah. Straight away. I will. I you, haven't you, I mean, yeah, so, so you are getting Kane then. 
Yeah, yeah. I haven't done it. The, the, <laughs> the only reason I haven't done it yet is because obviously Spurs play tonight. So because I don't want to be in a situation where I make a move for a because Vardy is also a really decent option. But I think for me, I I want to go early. I think if you go early on a Spurs player and they continue the form that we're starting to see from them across the competitions, then you're in a, a really nice place. So I want to make sure that the conference goes without a hitch tonight. Of course, it's the same for Jamie Vardy with the Europa League tonight. Mm. So I would recommend... No, they played, just... they played. They played already. Oh, yeah, of course. They played yesterday they early, played. didn't they? Yep. Yeah, they played in that really early. Pats and Dacca, three four goals. Three o'clock fixture yesterday. Very strange, they? very strange. Yeah, weird one. Um, so, yeah, of course, So we just need to be aware, I think, that we still have fixtures tonight. Um, same, obviously, with West Ham. So if you get other problems that come out of tonight, you just want to be able to react in a educated way, I think. So I am going to go Kane unless something horrendous happens this evening. <laughs> Which could well happen because that seems to be happening as a going. I mean, let, let's just, I mean, going on, going on form this season, there's no contest between Vardy and Kane. Absolutely. Vardy's points are, he's blanked twice in eight games. He's had returns of 5, 12, 8, 11, 8, 8, seven goals, yep. one assist, you know, averaging a return every, every game. Yep. essentially uh the fixtures are mm, they're okay i mean brentford away is, is tough brentford posting good numbers then it's arsenal at home who knows what we're going to get with them then it's leeds away that's a good fixture then it's chelsea but then they've got watford southampton villa newcastle so it's a, it's a pretty it's a pretty decent run for for leicester sort of in amongst yeah. some some tougher games uh kane on the other hand i mean he got his first returns against newcastle uh he's blanked against villa arsenal chelsea palace Watford played 18 minutes against Wolves. Um, but he looked better against Newcastle, didn't he? Yeah, and he looked a lot better in um, against Villa. And he looked better in the, the minutes he got in the conference last time around. So every time I watch him, he looks a little bit better and a little bit better. And if, it, if this had happened two weeks ago, I would 100% have gone Vardy. It wouldn't have even crossed my mind to mm. have brought in Harry Kane at that point. It potentially would have crossed my mind to go, well, let's take him right down and go Sun because Sun is in good form and you could invest that way instead. But with the way that my team is, I ideally I want to avoid taking too many hits this season. And sometimes you need to. But in this case, with the Lukaku injury, I don't need to. I can go Kane without a problem and I can go down to Vardy. But I'm looking at Kane thinking, I'm just starting to see traction from you. And I'm looking at the fixtures that Spurs have got. He's returned in three of the last four against West Ham. It's always a good a good game, that game. It's mm. always got goals in it. There's real potential there, I think. And then Manchester United defence next time around, well, they've been incredibly off it so far this season, defensively anyway. So there's potential there. Plus, it means I'm not banking a transfer for a few weeks' time, which I know I would want to do anyway, because I would want to... I would have wanted to go Lukaku to Kane at that stage anyway. So for me, I kind of think, well, I'm just going to go early on it because as a differential, if if he returns, which I think he could, it's going to put me in a nice place. Mm. Some some great comments in the in the chat. Uh, we've got uh, Zvonimir Boban says Spurs are bad. Tough to pay 12 million for Spurs players when Palace and Brighton are better than them. 
Ouch. <laughs> I mean, league-wise, league you know, Spurs are, Spurs are right up there. I, I haven't been impressed with, with Spurs at all. I wasn't particularly impressed with them against Newcastle. I think Newcastle were just, are just bad and were kind of treading yeah. water until, until Bruce went. But Kane did at least look like he had something... About a bit him. lively again. A bit lively. The the thing is, he, he's just he doesn't he's not playing with a smile on his face. Not like Son. Son looks the happiest man in the world. I, Son's I, always happy. Son's well, always happy. It, but Kane... anything could happen to Son, and he'd always be happy. Which mm. Kane at the moment, I don't know. I think I think there's been a hell of a lot of negativity over, mm. around Kane, basically since the Euros finished. Not in any way to do with the Euros, but obviously the Euros was the kind of the nice thing that was kind of going on and it was hiding everything that was happening behind the scenes, the Euros finished and suddenly it's all very difficult and it's a bit messy and a bit nasty and it was a bit unnecessary. And I I wonder whether we're just starting to see him kind of mentally put all that behind him and and just focus in on what Mm. he's supposed to be doing. Whether he's happy about it or not is another matter entirely, but we are starting to see the just putting in some performances again. Yeah, I mean, it's, it is a tricky game for, for Spurs. Um, I, I fancy West Ham in this game. I don't think it's a good time to be playing West Ham. They're you know, grinding out results against teams like Everton, playing well, attacking numbers yeah. are good. Then it's United. Okay, that should be sort of fairly fairly even, given the way both teams are playing at the moment. Everton away. Okay, that's not too bad now. The Kure's out, but it's a bit. It's still a bit of a, a, bit of a mixed bag. I mean, uh, Darwin Singh uh, in the chat says, Kane captain. <laughs> so you've re- we've really got a mix of opinions. Like It's through. really hard, this one. And I think that's, in some ways, that's the, nothing's good about Lukaku being injured. But the fact that not everybody is going to go one way mm. will make this very interesting. And of course, you've got the people that early went on Lukaku this week, the ones that did Ronaldo to Lukaku or whatever earlier on in the week, and now they've got to take a hit for it. So it's quite a lot of pressure to get this one right, I think, because if you get it right, then it's going to really help your rank because not everyone's gone the same way. Yep. Uh, a name that's coming up quite a lot in the chat, uh, Wilbur Games, uh, Jampat14, uh, Khalil Salaba, uh, Kudakashui, Leslie Mugamu, um, apologies if I've butchered your name, uh, <laughs> all mentioning Havertz, some mm. talking about captaining, Khalil Saliba says going to captain Havertz, uh, our oh. Yusuf says he's going to get Vardy and Havertz in, so, you know, and, and again, Rurida Flint, again, says thoughts on Havertz, so... Havertz is someone who was just completely out of the picture. Lukaku got injured. Everyone was thinking, oh, Werner might be the one now. He's going to be playing uh, up front. Werner gets injured as well. And it's suddenly like, okay, well, now Havertz is going to be playing maybe in that false nine, sort of nine role. I have no faith in him whatsoever to to deliver (laughs) as an asset. But it is the kindest run of games imaginable, really, for, for Chelsea. So if he's ever going to step up, it's surely going to be now. Norwich, Newcastle, Burnley in the next three. If he gets those three games up front, out of position... He's a bit of a. Is he? Do you reckon he's quite a shrewd pick? Could be, couldn't he? But I just like you. I just don't trust him. Like, I don't trust that he's necessarily going to start in every game. Like, there's. I just will he play in the place that we want him to play? Will could he? I mean, could Tuchel just stick Alonso up front? Like, that's not likely. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like, it's Tuchel, right? He tinkers around. I just, they haven't he, got any other options. They I haven't got. Because Pulisic is still out, I think, as well, isn't he? So yeah. they've not got him as an option, which basically means they are <laughs> a bare bones. I don't know. I, I just don't trust. I don't. I, 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 I've got trust issues with Chelsea generally. I think Lukaku obviously let me down a lot. There's the defensive woes of rotation and not knowing whether you should invest in who, which mm. one of them. 
So I've got I've got Chelsea trust issues. I think Havertz could be a brilliant differential. But for most managers, it's going to be a hit as well to bring him in this week because it's that change of position thing from Lukaku. So I don't know. Probably play it safer, to be honest. No, I mean, I could do Lukaku and Rafina out for Havertz and, and Vardy, for example. Um, but like you say, it's a hit. It's getting rid of Rafina. My midfield is <coughs> sort of relatively solid. I'm seeing people thinking of switching the likes of Foden out for Havertz. It's It just strikes me as one of these transfers that you're just going to regret. <laughs> you know, like, you know, every time in a season you, you think something's too good to be true and you think, oh, someone like Havertz playing at false nine in the, with these fixtures. And then you look at it in three weeks and go, oh, yeah, actually, he was completely out of form and out of favour and he's kind of being shoehorned into a, a role that probably isn't his best. So, yeah, I don't know. I think if you can do it in one move, if you can do it for free and you can move out, you know, maybe maybe you've got money in the bank and you can move like a Sar out or a Ben Rama or one of these players who maybe are a little bit off the boil. I think it's a, yeah. it's a it's a decent punt. But I think most of us are going to be focusing on getting rid of Lukaku, which means it's going to be for a hit, which, yeah. If you've got two free transfers, maybe it's maybe it's a bit of a punt. Captain's, captain's got to be too far, though, surely. Surely it's Salah this week. <clears throat> I think it is now, yeah. I think Salah before, was <coughs> even when Lukaku was here, he was still probably favourite for the armband because of how well he's been playing. And now I think with Lukaku out, Unless you want to go Vardy, which I could see. Differential punt on Kane, maybe. But yes, yeah, not Havertz. F- F- Fergus Bolton, do you not think it's a great hit for people with Jota and Lukaku? I mean, Jota to Havertz, for example, is 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 a I think is a nice is a nice move. Um, we've had questions about Jota. Vardy boys asked, do do I start him? Do we think he'll play? Would you just play Livramento? I mean, honestly, I can't see Jota starting this game. I, I would I would be very very surprised if, if Jota broke the the front three of Firmino, Mane, and Salah, which is working so well at the moment. Firmino is in great form, you know, getting all the goals against against Watford. Uh, there was a random rumor about Mane being benched for Jota this week, so I don't know. I mean, I where, where's, where's, where's that come from? I mean, Mane, I don't know. Mane's, Mane's been been doing doing pretty well lately. It's bizarre. I mean, there was a lot of. Fit- as a Jota owner, I've been doing a lot of kind of looking at him because that was my original plan this week was to take him out for Mbwemo. Um, And now, of course, I've got Lukaku-shaped problems itself. So now I'm kind of on the... I've got to decide whether I want to take a minus four to do him as well or whether I just keep him and, and see what happens. Knowing that if he doesn't play, I have got bench players that can come in. But then equally, do I see him getting benched two Premier League games in a row without getting any minutes. I'm not sure I do. Well, he'll he'll probably get 20, 20, 30 minutes. He won't he won't start. I don't know, you know. I I think there's a chance he does this weekend. Really? I don't think there's any chance yeah. he starts this weekend. I, I, I really don't. Not 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 away at Old Trafford. I mean, Klopp Klopp prefers Firmino in these games anyway. I I, yeah. I, I can't I can't see him benching Mane. At the moment, they're gonna they're gonna want to do United over. It's a great time to play them. Defensive numbers are really poor. Liverpool are in great form. I I would I I would be I would I would put it eighty twenty. Jota doesn't start. Interesting. It's again though. It goes back to the fact that I guess his record off benches is really good. So you have to kind of consider again if he gets half an hour against that Manchester United defense, could he return? Yes, I think he could in 20 minutes, 30 minutes against United. Could he return more than a minus four 
for another player in that position? That's the question, isn't it? Because you've got to account for the minus four if you've got a Lukaku problem to solve as well, and you don't have two free transfers. I think I'd, if if I had if I had Jota and I, I could move to Havertz for a minus four, I think I would do it this week. I think Jota's a problem. I really do. I think people who've got him are, are, are going to kind of have you have you got him? Yeah. 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 So you're, you're, ex- and you, you're convincing yourself with the exact argument that I hear from a lot of Jota owners. Oh, we only need 20, 30 minutes to, well, to score. But it's like, I mean, like I say, he, originally he was going to be my transfer out this week. There was no, I said that on our live stream on Sunday. Like, I'd 100% decided ahead of game week eight, the game week nine's transfer was going to be Embuemo in. But the Lukaku thing has kind of put a spanner in the words because now I've got a debate with myself as to how far I think that minus four is worth it. Mm. Um, and it's the minus four. I think if I had two free transfers this week, I'd do it. But with the minus four at play, I'm kind of like, well, I'm not sure now how I feel about those transfers. So I'm just got to kind of ride out today, see how we feel on the back of that. See what, obviously what happens across the European games tonight as well, because Antonio gets injured tonight and suddenly yeah. Yota's not a problem because I've got to deal with Antonio and Lukaku and that's it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, this is it. I mean, you know, owner of France Football Scout, Chris James, what does he do early this week? Brings yeah. in Lukaku. And now he's stuck with an injured player on his side. So, yeah, I mean. What's it's... he going to do now? Take a minus four? Yeah. What I mean, if Antonio goes tonight? <sighs> minus eight. I know. Like... I mean, take, take, taking a, getting a player in before Champions League games is, you no. Know, well, Doing an early transfer is risky in itself. Doing it before Champions League games is, uh, yeah, is, is even more risky. I guess we all thought that Lukaku, I mean, I genuinely thought Lukaku wasn't going to play last week. No. Like, with Tuchel's comments about how he's mentally tired and he needed a rest, I was like, well, either he's playing him in the Champions League and resting him against mm. Norwich, or he's resting him against in the Champions League and playing him against Norwich. So when he was in the team sheet for last night, I was like, oh, that's not boding well for this Norwich game at the weekend. I'm definitely not captaining him. And then obviously came home to the news that he then got injured in a game. So it's like, well, even more of a problem. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we've got questions about Saar. So Robert Dalton has asked, mm. looking to drop Saar. Um, shall I move for Foden or Bernardo Silva? Uh, Jay Rock as well in the chat says Saar to Bernardo. Uh, Nuclear Atoms should we keep Saar? Yeah. Uh, have you got Saar? No. No, no. I, I mean, I, I, got, I got rid of him on the wild card. Um, I mean, the, the good news for Saar owners is he played up front. He played centrally. Which is kind of what you wanted. We we thought that might happen. And the bad news did. is he plays for Watford. The bad news is he plays for Watford, and they were absolutely shocking against Liverpool. Awful. I mean, not you know, it's it's hard to judge a team when they play Liverpool, but you still want to see a bit of fight, a bit of spirit, yeah. a bit of some, well, you want to see some tactics. And they were te- they were terrible. They and were, the problem is, is actually he wasn't bad. So <clears> like <throat> he wasn't bad. He played right in that game. His movement was good. He did everything that he was asked, apart from score a goal, but the rest of the team around him were dreadful. So how good can you be when you're playing in that Watford side? And mm. the reality is that Ranieri's been brought in to, to try and save them in terms of particularly their defence. They they're not in a good place. The fixtures are awful, awful. They don't get any better this week either. So... For me, he's an e. If I owned him, he'd be a very, very easy sell this week. Mm, I yeah. I mean, the the one positive about the, the fixture this week, because I agree, it didn't look good on on paper before. But with Decore now out, 
we're going to see yeah, probably DCL Tom, yeah, delayed again. Calvin Lewin de- delayed. Not sure if Richarlison's going to going to be fit. It's you know it's like every week it's just more and more patched up. This this Everton side. So yeah. if ever Watford are going to get a result against Everton, it, it could Stop be this game. But I, I, don't, I don't think I'd sell him. If, if I'm being honest, I mean, you, you know, I mean, you know, people are talking about Bernardo Silva, Foden. I don't think you'd say you're going to have an easy game against against Brighton this week. Um, you're looking at p- potentially some rotation there as well. Um, although I, I do think Pep will go will go quite strong, but you, you know, you, you have you, to go quite strong we'll to be to. honest, yeah, because absolutely. Brighton are so good defensively that he's going to have to go with his big boys up top. Because if he mm. doesn't, you won't. They won't break Brighton down easily. No, but you've got the you've got the point sharing between them. I mean, at least with Watford, you know, if you if Watford do score, you're almost certainly going to be Saar getting involved. It's just in more it. of an if, isn't it? Whereas with Man City, it's like they could. I don't think they will this week, by the way, but they could easily get three, four goals in a game. Mm. This week, it'll be much tighter. And across those three, four games, there's a good chance that your player picks up something. Mm. Might not get lots, but they'll get something. Whereas I look at Saar and I think sort of relying on a bit of SAR magic, really, because I'm not seeing anything from anyone else in that Watford side that impresses me. There you go. That, that's helpful. I say sell. You sell. You say keep. Oh, no, I, sorry. I, I, sorry. I say keep. I say keep. You say sell. Back uh, to normal. Back disagree. to normal. Disagree. That's good. That's what people want. Uh, <laughs> Uh, some other questions. I mean, there's, there's a few people asking about Mares as well. I mean, I don't know. Mirko Topalovic has... Mares, would you switch him for Havertz from minus four? Yeah, there's, I, I cannot see Mares starting in in the game. I think Gabriel Jesus will, will come back in. Um, no, I mean, Mares was a good pick for last week. I think yeah. on paper. On paper, he think... always is. He always is a good pick on paper, and then never does anything. Yes, yeah. I don't think he'll start this week either. So, I actually think in that case, if it was a Mares sell, I probably would take a minus four because mm. I don't see him getting any minutes necessarily. No. No, and it's one of those ones where it gets it gets rid of a problem for you as well. Yeah. I mean, potentially bringing in Havertz creates another problem for yourself. Uh, we we need it's it's hard to advise because we, we need we need some information on how long Lukaku and, and Werner are out for. I mean, if they're out for weeks, you know, if they're out for three weeks, I think Havertz becomes a really serious option for for these yeah. three games that he's got. If we're getting a few, he might be back. Even not really sure, you know, blah blah blah. Then then it is it, it gets a lot more risky. Um, the kind of general consensus I'm seeing on Twitter from physios and, and specialists is that the way his ankle twisted is that he's going to be out for three to four weeks minimum. That's, that's, yeah, that's, he was that's, on that's crutches, wasn't he, last night? Yeah. On crutches around the stadium. I mean, the thing with ankles, as I know all too well as a Spurs fan, is that if you don't give them the time they need, they will come back worse than they did before. So if I don't see him being back in the next couple of weeks and therefore with the other injuries that Chelsea have got they, they're going to have to play Havertz yeah yeah I mean I, I think just like uh, Moshe Yesarev says in the chat Lukaku will be out until after the next international break game week 12 I think that's that's the most likely I think that's the most realistic return for him um, yeah. obviously not confirmed we, we do see these players miraculously recover you know don't forget last year Son had torn his hamstring and then three days later he's back in the starting lineup and scores magic. scores about three goals yeah uh, but I don't I don't get that sense with, with Lukaku I think the, the look on his face when it happened the pictures of the of the twist the you know the, the expert opinions that are going round I think he will be out for a while so yeah I I, I do I do like Havertz but I do think it's, it's, it's got to be one way I think if you're getting rid of a player who you know, like a like a Saar or like a, a Jota or someone. Or Decore, if you've got Decore. Or Decore, exactly. If you're mo- if you're moving from someone who 
potentially isn't that good an option for this week and yeah. going for Havertz, then it's a punt that you can kind of justify. But if you're having to take yeah. minus fours, minus eights, you know, ripping your team apart for Havertz, captaining him, I think that's, that's probably going <laughs> a agree. bit probably probably going a bit too far. Um, yeah. What do you think about Bernardo Silva? Because again, I mean, a lot of people in the chat asking about him. Nirav Doshi says Bernardo Silva. Um, Foden to me is 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 the one to go for, um, but. Silver is the highest scoring Man City uh, midfielder that there is at the moment. He's got two double-digit returns, he's got 11 points against Burnley. He's started the last one, two, three, four, five. He started the last seven games as well. And he was yeah. a player who I thought they might sell over over the summer, but has, has sort of come back into it. Do, do you like him as a pick? He's, he hasn't got the best kind of FPL pedigree, but he's, he's playing well at the moment. He's, it's interesting, isn't it? Because last week, obviously, went for Foden. And I did look at Silver because I was like, you know, is it is this going to be one of those real trauma moments where we all talk about, you know, Foden and Mares because they were the big topics last week and it's Bernardo Silva that is the one that bangs. And of course, actually, yes, it was Bernardo Silva. Mm. I don't know. I think longer term, I wouldn't want to have Bernardo Silva, whereas I'd be happy to hold Foden. So mm. I'm not sure. You've, you've, always, you've always got that worry with, with Silva that he will just kind of fall out of favour in the team. And I, I just think this is... This is finally the year of of, um, of Foden for me. Mm. I think you know every, every match I'm seeing now, he's he's consistent. He's creating chances. He's getting forward. He he looks to me the player who's who's the most likely to to be in the points. Complete opposite of Grealish. I think Grealish is is playing well and and doing all the right things, winning fouls, all the things we wanted, but just isn't anywhere near getting points. I mean, another sort of five goals scored by City. No no sort of fantasy returns for for Grealish in that game. Pushed out on, over to the left. Yeah, he, he's he's kind of he's kind of an option. So I think it is between um, it is between Bernardo and, and Foden in that role. I mean, De Bruyne's there as well. I mean, De Bruyne's there eleven point nine uh, scored against Burnley. He started the last three games, got two goals in those. Subbed early in the Champions League. I I, I do think that there, you can make a strong case for for getting for you know for getting rid of Lukaku and, and getting De Bruyne. In. I think you can now. Lukaku's injured. I think last week it was really hard to justify KDB because of the cost and how you were structuring the rest of your team, but with the Lukaku injury and with Ronaldo still out of form, I think now there is a case mm. for saving the money and going with the boy. Yeah. I mean, the fixtures are Brighton away, uh, Crystal Palace at home, which start of the season would have said would be easy, but they're, they're playing well. So yeah. Then United away, then Everton, then West Ham, then Villa. I mean, they're not, they're not the best fixtures ever, but they're not, they're not bad. I still fancy City. I mean, there's no one really that I don't fancy City to score yeah. against. Yeah. Um, it's three, 3% three owned De Bruyne. That's what I like about it. I mean, Kane's five percent, De Bruyne is three percent. So these premium, you know, big the, swings this weekend. Yeah, if you own them. absolutely. We, we had we had a question of you know are these premium you know assets being overlooked? And well, yeah, they are because you've got De Bruyne, one of the best players in the world, at three percent ownership in the league. Yeah, yeah. It's so madness. It is. It is madness. Uh, yeah. So I, I I do like I like I like De Bruyne. I think you know if if. If you if you're getting rid of Lukaku and you want to get a Man City player, I think De Bruyne is the mm. one to, to get because you've also you've also got some budget forwards that, that are looking half decent. I mean, you've got um, Bro, Brogia, um at Southampton for five. If you yeah. want to go really budget, you've got Edouard at, at six five. Who's got Newcastle at home this week? Who looks good? Um, you've got Mope if you want to ruin your life like I did. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but you know, you know, you, you can move Lukaku down to one of these guys and up, and upgrade a, a, one of your you know Decores or Sars up to De Bruyne. I think it's sort of hopefully fairly easy if you've got a bit of money in the bank. Yeah. Yep. Um, okay, one other question then. We've got a few questions asking about Rhys James. Uh, so let's talk about Chelsea defenders in general anyway. 
question, I mean, we, we answer this pretty much every week. Uh, obviously, we saw Alonso and Rudiger both miss out the weekend. Uh, they got the clean sheets. Christensen owners were rejoicing. <clears throat> as far as we quick rejoices, as was anyone who got in Chilwell, who scored another goal, started again, third consecutive game in the Champions League. Who do you reckon starts uh, against Norwich? Because surely Alonso comes in, right? I mean, he's just, like, if it's Chilwell again, it's... He's just so out of favour. It's it's ridiculous. I mean, if we go by how he normally goes, it should be Alonso against Norwich because normally it's Alonso against the slightly easier attacking sides. Mm. But will he drop Chilwell after coming back? I mean, like part of the reason that Chilwell was out for so long was because of his mental health. He's come back. He's played well. He scored a couple of goals. Would he drop him now on that basis? Like, he's got him back. It's difficult to see him taking him out this weekend. Mm. Then you've got a kind of Reese James conundrum on the other side because he's back, but it's not been starting. Did come on in the Champions League for a bit, came on in the Premier League for a bit. Is now a bit of a risk of coming on for one point here, like, if he doesn't start. Rudiger was back last night. Rudiger and Aspilicueta feel like the ones that are going to be the most secure. The wing back, I just... I think he'll play Chilwell. You think he'll play Chilwell? Interesting. Yeah. I just I mean... think that he's mentally, he's got him back and he's doing well. To drop him now... Difficult. Yeah, Simon H. I mean, Chilwell came off 66 minutes. Alonso came on, so it wasn't a full rest for for Alonso. Um, I'm I'm going to say Alonso starts. I, I think if you know, I, I think with Chilwell, would you invest in either of them? Well, I've got Reese James. I've got Reese James, who I would probably argue is the worst of the three, uh, because he he's he's by far the most likely to come on. I think he's come off the bench uh, for Chelsea 12 times. Alonso two. Chilwell zero, I think, and it's and it's because you know you've got Chilwell and Alonso, very similar players on on the left. Whereas on the right, they've got three very different players. That's Blaquetta. Change it up. That's Hudson Odoi, and and James. So if they're chasing game, they can bring James on. Uh, if they're looking to be more defensive, they can you know shift things around. It's there's 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 a lot more tactically going on on that right hand side. So yeah. I've got James. I'm hopeful of a start against Norwich. I mean, surely, surely, surely he starts against Norwich. Yeah. I mean, what you don't need to play a more defensive. You don't need no. to play Espelacuesta at right wing back against Norwich. Surely they they put they put James in. He, he is he is a differential. I mean he's he's very low owned. Uh, you know five point one percent. But if you were an Alonso, if you were an owner this week, if you were an Espelacuesta owner this week, would you be worried? Because I do they don't need to play Espelacuesta against Norwich. You wouldn't have thought with Rudiger back with Reese James available. Do, but he, go, uh, he, go, he goes to centre back, right? He does, <clears> but then. Because they're they're you know, Thiago Silva played in the in the Champions League, so it's, it's probably it's, it's probably going to be Aspilicueta, Rudiger, and Christensen. I would have thought at centre back. I'd be I'd be yeah. pretty I'd be pretty sure that that was going to be the, the back three. I mean, Saar Saar could could carry on. I mean, he played against Brentford and and played well. It just seems Aspilicueta just doesn't really seem to to miss games. He doesn't. I just wondered whether you know you look at you look at everything that's happened at Chelsea this week with the you know Werner and Lukaku injured. And they're going to have to play slightly differently to accommodate for Havertz moving up top. They're going to have to shift some stuff around. And this is one of the easiest games that they're going to play in the Premier League this season at home against Norwich. 
if there's ever a time where Tuchel rests Aspilicueta, this would feel like it was a moment where he might. <laughs> I mean, put it put it this way. When if, else would you rest him? If when I had, if I if I had him, I, I I wouldn't be selling him. Um, I wouldn't sell him, but I just worry slightly. I think I'm just always worried with the Chelsea defence because you know I feel okay about Rudiger now. Mm. He's the one I have. Obviously, having seen him yesterday, that's made me feel a bit better about my life and my decision to go with him over Aspinaqueta two weeks ago. I don't know. I just the Chelsea defence is an absolute minefield, and Rudiger and Aspinaqueta feel like the safest. But I do, even with them. At some point, surely Aspilicueta's got to get a rest. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, for me, I, I think I think a very sensible play is to, is just to grab one. Of, I think you need. I think Rudiger is is the one to to grab. I think you get Rudiger, and then you. I think there's you you can get one of Alonso or Chilwell, and I think Chilwell is is potentially the favourite at the moment. He's a bit cheaper, five point seven compared to five point nine. Scored in the last two. And so would you double up? Well, I think you can if you if you've got if you've got Livermento. I, I I've been saying it for weeks. I think Livermento is the enabler to allow you to take a punt on one of these on one of these wing backs. Reese James is is more awkward because he comes on, but Alonso yeah. or Chilwell doesn't. So with Livermento, particularly the next three, which are you know Chelsea's good games, Livermento's got Burnley, Watford, and Villa, and then Norwich. So if if Chilwell or Alonso doesn't play, you're getting in a a, a player in good form with with good fixtures. So I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be panicking if I had Alonso or or Chilwell. I would be panicking if I own Reese James, which I do, and he doesn't start against Norwich. What are you doing to do with him longer term? Are you going to keep him? I mean, you are this week because you've got other issues. But... Yeah, I mean, it depends. I mean, if he, if he do, if he doesn't start against Norwich, I'm going to have to get rid of him. He'll start against Norwich. Surely he must. I, I mean, you would think so, wouldn't you? I mean, he's he's posting when he plays. He posts he's posting the best attacking numbers in the league of all defenders. I can't see a team sheet without Reese James on it this weekend. I really can't. I can. They're gonna, need, yeah, but they're gonna need. Right. I mean, I know it's Norwich, but they they are gonna be without a lot of their attacking players. They're gonna need their attacking I know. players. I know. I know. But like every week, I go into this thinking Reese James is your most natural wing back, apart from Alonso in the, in the side. Like surely he nails down that right wing back spot, and they play. <laughs> You know, as Plaquetta there or Chalaber comes into the team and plays really well. And, and I mean, he is attacking. Looks, yeah, he's very attacking. But I, I would have thought, you know, given that Reese James is an international player, and and I would have thought he would. I honestly thought Reese James would be a, a Tuchel favourite because he offers so much attacking and defensive. You know, there was he was he was playing a little bit of right centre back last season, so he's like versatile. So I, yeah. I thought this was going to be a a big you know a big season for him, but he's. I mean, he's had a couple of injuries and he's been a bit in and out. But yeah, hopefully this is the one that, yeah. Put it this way, I wouldn't be buying, I wouldn't be buying Reese James. I'm going to hold him. If I was going to be buying a, a, a defender, I'd definitely be buying Rudiger. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've got Rudiger. Yeah, I've got Rudiger. <laughs> I'm happy with, I'm happy, I'm happy-ish with Rudiger now. I, That's the thing, isn't I mean, it? You, you're, you're either happy-ish with, with one of the centre-backs or you take a punt on Shilwell Alonso, and you're ecstatic when they start, and you're but you're devastated when they don't. It's it's yeah. complete risk. It's complete risk and reward. It is, yeah. I, I think you know. Chil, I think Chilwell. I think you can go with one of Chilwell Alonso. If I was going to buy one of Chilwell Alonso now, I'd buy Chilwell. But I do think Alonso is yeah. going to start against Norwich. Yeah, but it's very tough. 
Let's see. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> it's a roulette again. It is. It's always a roulette. Roulette with City. Roulette with Chelsea. Yeah, it's uh, it's all very. It will be alright with City this week. Like, we had enough rotation with them last week, and we got enough subs off in the sixty odd minutes last, or couple in the Champions League. So, hopefully, Pep is kind. Yeah. We need Pep to be kind this weekend with all the other issues we've got. We need kind Pep. Yeah, and you just know he's not going to be kind Pep. It'd be, it'd be, it'd be, it'd be Cancelo that misses out or something like that. And just Cancelo, right? Oh, yeah. I just know it. Uh, right, just before we finish, we've got just had our first super chat. Uh, so thank hey. you from Ahmed Mosen. Uh, says I got Lukaku early in for Ronaldo on a free transfer. Yeah, did exactly what Chris, the owner of Francis Scout, did. So don't don't beat yourself up too much, Ahmed. If if the owner of Francis Scout can do it, then you know anyone can. Uh, my only bench option is Duffy against City. Uh, oh. Should I take out Lukaku for a hit? Uh, yeah. Thing is, as well, Lukaku is going to drop like a stone because everyone's mm. going to exit stage right. So you're going to take a price drop with him, probably. I don't see him playing next week either. If I thought there was a chance that he'd be back for game week 10, then I might be inclined to just try and ride through it. If I'd done that and just bought him in. But I just, that ankle was so badly underneath the other player in totally the wrong direction. Mm. And Tuchel's been talking about how Lukaku needed a rest, mentally needed a rest. I just can't see him being back in the next two. And then if he's not back in the next two, you've only really got maybe one more game before you want to look to swap him anyway. So I'd take a hit. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you're asking something. Duffy against City, realistically, Brighton are going to concede. I mean, Duffy is a threat from set pieces, but would... would City's defence... Yeah, so exactly. Good. I mean, the the, more, the the odds are that that Duffy's going to get one or two points in that game. I would risk the four points to to try and get a, a Vardy Hall um, against Brentford, or if you've got money to move up to Kane. To mm. I, I would just I would just back like a, a a premium striker for four points over over Duffy this week. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I would I would I would definitely I would definitely do it. And if you go with one of those premium ones, you're not going to regret it next week either. So no. You know, it's, it's it's risk and reward. When when you when you when you make an early transfer, you are risking an injury for the sake of of getting points. And sometimes it doesn't pay off. And so you just need to accept that happens and, and take the minus four and and move on and not worry about it too much. So yeah, just just yeah. take the take take the hit. Uh, yeah, right. That's it from us. Forty two minutes. Sam, thank you so much for joining me. As always, I hope your voice. Uh, Held up all right. Yeah, it did held up all right. Yeah, I kind of I got used to it in the end. I can't remember what your normal voice sounds like. Uh, <laughs> Hopefully that'll be back next week. Yeah, we'll be back next week uh, ahead of game week 10. Uh, but yeah, Sam, thanks. And I'll 